This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome to the Full 90 Soccer Time Podcast. Are we... Wiggly, or wiggly, or wiggly, or wiggly. Look, Seattle Sounders FC. Oh, there it is. There's the wiggle. Nerdy <laughs> soccer culture, fan outrage, cutting Eastern Washington commentary, and an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league, not funded by foreign royalty, MLS. We are your hosts from mornings on 107.7 The End. I'm Gregor, and he's been in the locker room on the pitch. And in the stats booth at Lumen Field, he's Mr. Dr. Brandon. <laughs> I, I, uh, I have not received my doctorate yet, but I just had a question. You know, you say that we're not funded by, uh, I guess, the MLS. We are not funded by anybody. No, no, uh, no I mean, M- barely, barely. Yeah, MLS is not funded by foreign royalty. But do you think that um, if, if MLS told the foreign royalty that they could have their, I don't know, yes. faces put on the, the digital display ads over the fans in the stadium, that foreign royalty would be like, yeah, okay, we're in. There's just like, make kill the press. It just his picture is on the... <laughs> oh, you know, that oh, that seems like a really good, um, you know, the, the uh, coming to America too. That that's the foreign royalty that I want to invest in in uh, in in MLS. <laughs> well, I've yet to see that film, so I'll take your word. Well, for have it. you seen Coming to America? Yeah, but it's been it's it's like the same. I'm, it's Eddie it's Eddie Murphy. And, I'm very uh, old. Hall. Ed was alive when that movie came out. So <laughs> was I? Was I? <laughs> I was Let's talking see. about how um, yesterday America. I was talking about how in 2000 I've been in Seattle at the end for 12 years, and when mm-hmm. I started, Billie Eilish was almost seven, <laughs> like years old. It is. I was almost 30. I I was negative uh, three years old when the original Coming to America came out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So anyway, <laughs> uh, do us a quick solid and click on through to Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating. Yeah, definitely five stars if you like the movie Coming to America. <laughs> <laughs> but primarily, leave us a comment. We just want to know your favorite ever Seattle Sounders slash Timbers moment. From Freddie Montero scoring from literally Olympia <laughs> to uh, <laughs> Deuce dropping a trace in someone's hat. Yeah. That was, a, that was a good one. I like that, that one, too. That was very good. I like that. <laughs> this week, the top of the West. Oh, that sounds good. It's a little early, though. This week, the t- this is like the most dangerous score. Best of the rest? No, the top of the West. <laughs> yeah, top of the West. It's like the, most, it's like the most dangerous score in soccer at halftime is 2-0 or whatever. This is like the same thing. Or this early being top of the West, not good. Not Seattle good. Sanders FC take on. You lost to FC Frisco 4-1. to one. <laughs> It's the Fartland Timbers. 
it's uh not only are sounders top of the west yeah uh sounders are top of everything right now yeah they, they have the, the they're tied <laughs> they're top of your mom uh they are uh tied for the most points in the entire i mean we're three weeks in so you can't really read that much into um into the season yeah. yet but they're tied on points with whoever's winning the eastern conference and they have a better goal differential so uh the sounders if the season ended right now uh not only would new hutolo be defender to the chad marshall defender of the year but yeah uh the sounders would have the supporter shield so cool great yeah great cool What's up, what's up for a super spreader event? <laughs> Let's not hope for that. I'm joking. <laughs> Cancel the season. Stop the count. <laughs> Full90podcast.com to find all of our links to the hottest Brandon and Greg action. Ooh, sounds really cool. Our wiggly, our wiggly OnlyFans. <laughs> our wiggly look into our OnlyFans. Hey, man, so when this is over, I'm going to hop on my bicycle. I got a bicycle now. What? I don't even remember what brand. Damn, is it a Trek? It might be a Trek. Yeah, it's a Trek. You got a Trek. Yeah, I got a pretty decent pretty decent bike. I spent a few bucks on it because you, in order to get a bike right now, you have to spend a ton of money because no one has them. But anyway, I got this bike. And, and most of the time, you have to wait like nine months to get it. So I'm six foot, almost six. And when I went in, they were like, well, we don't think we have anything in your size. It's not a mountain bike. I'm not interested in that. I wanted a hybrid, something that's got a little bit wider tire, but not like super wide or super narrow. And so I go in and the guy's like, ah, we don't know if we have anything in your size, but I do have a double XL frame. And I was like, no way, dude. I can't get on a double X. I fit. <laughs> you are absolutely a double. Like, so first of all, I, uh, my, when I bought my bike, I thought for sure I was a medium, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm 5'10", so it was like pretty medium average size, I would yeah. imagine. And uh, with the brand that I got, I was a small. So I think that bike brands run smaller, uh, or bike sizes run smaller. So you were you, small? Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Was that humiliating? Maybe it's like my tiny little in my tiny little inseam or something. <laughs> like, do I have a, a like a really low but that's uh, just crotch? It. Is I don't <laughs> old low crotch branded over here. <laughs> but that's just... <laughs> Mr. Doctor Low Crotch. <laughs> Welcome back to the pod. <laughs> anyway, um, that's just it. I don't like for being six six. I only have a thirty four inseam, so it's not like I like have super long legs. I'm all trunk, baby. Um, <laughs> but I needed a two x in in Trek, which is crazy. And so I fit on it, but it is um it is a close ride. Let me tell you, if there's a if there's ever a time where I'm about to fall off this thing, it is. Good thing I've had my kid already. That's all yeah. I'm gonna say. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna hop on a bike and I'm gonna ride it a long distance for me to pick up a car that's in the shop. And I feel I feel like why do we need that car if I could just ride my bike to get it? And then you'll drive your car to a semi lot and. <laughs> Get in the semi. And it's like the old lady who swallowed a fly, but <laughs> reverse. Oh, dude. And then I'll, I'll do like that old, uh, what was that called? Spy Hunter? The old yeah. arcade game. I'll pull oh, the, yeah. I'm going to put my bike in the trunk, and then I'll put yeah. the car in the back of the semi. And, and then, then I'll drive the semi on a spaceship. No, I'm going to drive the, jump the semi onto an aircraft carrier, obviously. Oh, hell so, yeah. Or maybe a shipping cargo ship or something like Perfect. that. I'm Perfect. terrified of them. It's going to be quite the afternoon. I'm just trying to brag. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be fun. That'll be, how far is the ride? It's only six miles, but I 
ride like nothing all the it's downhill it should be is great. it busy busy roads uh i've looked at google maps is surprisingly helpful and i looked at that and i was able to i'm i've never done this in 20 years probably and so i'm taking the very safe like yeah. residential streets through or whatever because i don't know what i'm doing and i'm gonna definitely get hit by a car's mirror as it goes flying by and it's gonna be terrible weak <laughs> if, you're not, if you're not willing to get hit by a car you're a <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there we go. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, uh, I thought of you, though, when I was mapping this out, because I was like, oh, I'll tell Brandon at the pod, so... Uh, yeah. I went on a bike ride last night, so very relevant. You do it all the time, though. That's I know, I day. go on a lot of bike rides. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you do this like daily, probably. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. I uh, have actually ridden my bike to Sounders matches, uh, and which I'm, I haven't done in a long time, because now I live in... Uh, Republican land. Yeah, it would take, it would be quite the it'd be quite the undertaking if you rode from Spokane to yeah, the match. 200, 283 miles, and that's on I ninety. So I don't even know what the bike route would be like. The, dude, the first if you took I ninety just on the shoulder, the first semi that went by with me driving it with my car in the back and the bike in the trunk, um, it would just like blow you off the road. You'd just end up like thirty yards off. Uh, a long time ago, I rode my bike to uh, San Francisco from Seattle, and I did get passed by a lot of semis, and it was actually kind of nice. Because the draft, like all of the air that they're pulling with them, kind of gives you a little uh, a little boost. <laughs> As I say, you'd be like uh, the defense against Brad Bradsmith, just blowing right by him in <laughs> Sunday night's match. Yeah. All right. So uh, Sounders big win against uh, LA Galaxy. No, I don't think anybody really. Even if you go back to our predictions from last week, I don't know if anyone saw it being that type of a murder. My God. No, our predictions from last week. I said it was going to be a two or or a one nil. You said it would uh, to the Sounders. You said it would be a 2-1. Between the two of us, we got the amount of goals right. Uh, but uh, we over, I guess, overestimated what uh, what LA Galaxy was able to do because we talked about Chicharito came into the match and you would know this even if you didn't listen to the podcast because Fox Sports spent the first like 45 minutes talking about um, how great Chicharito was, how how beautiful of a start to the season he's having. And of course, he, his like first two matches where he scored five goals, one of those matches a hat trick, uh, he was playing against kind of bad teams. And so you put them up against the Sounders who are defending Western Conference champions and they kind of tell them what's up. How about that team, man? First of all, We've been hollering about it for freaking ever. Pass the ball to Rui Diaz. Someone thought about it. Pass the ball to Rui Diaz. He opens up his body, makes this like pretty incredible goal. Ninja, ninja kick. Yeah. <laughs> My brother texted me and he was like, that's a ninja kick that Gregor would be proud of. Yeah, I am. You're right, Steven. I am proud of that. So, yeah. uh, but again, we just keep banging this drama. Pass the ball to Rui Diaz. And I guess he just... L.A. was totally unable to contain the the width that Brad Bradsmith was bringing. <laughs> L.A. was unable to. I did to... not say girth. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, that's right where I was going with it, baby. <laughs> You're saying that they were unable to handle O'Neal Fisher, though. O'Neal Fisher was getting beaten all day long by the, the width out there. And then on the other side, too, even with Alex Roland, who looked like he was doing pretty well. Yeah. Um, the crosses to the service to the center just haven't really been there yet this season, despite some good results. And boy, that was the first time where you didn't see a shaky Brad Bradsmith. You didn't see like these shaky starts from people. He came out right away, full guns blazing. Wait a second, are you wearing shorts right Yeah, now? bro, it's supposed to be like 73 today here. Cool white legs, dude. Woo, wiggly white. <laughs> <laughs> 
So speaking of Brad Bradsmith, uh, so yeah, you talk about his crosses or all of the Sounders crosses getting better. Yeah. Um, there was some there was some statistic that I think Sounder at Heart posted about how few minutes um, Brad Bradsmith has played over the last couple of years, including like in the last two matches where he's gone, I, he didn't go the full ninety, but. In the last two matches, he's played more minutes than he played in the total of like the last two years between Bournemouth and um, and even in Seattle when he came back. And so he is trying to get back up to fitness. Uh, and so you saw that first game where I, I mean, we put out on Twitter, I put out on Twitter on our on our full ninety podcast yeah. that uh, Brad Smith can't ball because he every time he gets the ball, he's getting into the right positions, but then he's you know booting it literally to Australia, um, literally, not, literally to not Australia, li- not literally now. um but then he but then i don't know what happened but something turned maybe he's just getting his confidence back he's getting his game legs back but you started to see his crosses his positioning even better than it was and his crosses are actually getting into dangerous spots then you think you're the defense uh, playing against the sounders you're are you defending against alex roldan who's been uh sorry roldan who's been incredible this season so far his crosses pinpoint um his positioning great so you, you you lock down him and then all of a sudden brad smith is up on the other side and you're like okay what do we do so all of a sudden like you're saying you're spread super wide o'neill fisher fisher doesn't know what way to turn uh who to defend are you are you defending brad smith are you defending christian roldan um and this is all without nico ladero freddie montero uh any of uh you know jimmy madronda who comes in and has it has a has a great um you know like three minutes of the match uh so it's it's <laughs> it's, it's it's kind of scary to watch this team play right now you're it's hard to say who's going to beat them i got real mad at the coverage because you know that there's fans in the stands because you can see them moving underneath the overlays of advertisements and i'm just curious do we know what the split is between club and network to literally cover up your supporters like is there like is the team making this money because i can understand the loss of revenue and ticket sales for a big organization like seattle i mean they're certainly feeling that because you played a whole season without fans and now you're playing with, you know, like 20% in the stands, and that's not going to make up those salaries. You're not paying Raul Ruiz Diaz's eight-figure salary on 7,000 people being at a match. I don't know how these other clubs, like FC Dallas, that had a full house with 25%, like, I don't know how they're paying for their players or how that's sustainable. And so if it is a split between club and network to literally cover the fans with ads, then, like, I guess I can appreciate that because it got to generate some revenue somehow but i don't know rsl got pretty hammered for it tweeting out that they wanted people to that they wanted their fans to show up not wearing white because it would interfere with the overlays because all, all of a sudden the cameras might see you all, all white seats at the rio tinto at the riot have been turned blue to enhance our broadcast production and display virtual graphics if you're sitting on the east side of the stadium on saturday please don't wear white those that wear white on May 1st will be given a free blue RSL shirt. And like someone causing trouble, one of the, some loon side was like, is the no white shirts on the east side a permanent stadium rule now? And they said for the time being, yes. Well, they ate all of the for that. Dude, because it's, it's not just them. Another club came out and asked for the same thing. Yeah, Philadelphia Union was the other club. Um, but it, they ate it, and eventually RSL had to like forfeit the <laughs> the financial side of the ads being run because they were because they were t- being hammered so hard on it. And it's like, well, just don't sell those tickets then if you're gonna or 
ad revenue, ad share, share revenue, has, share with the fans. Or well, like- I I think the bigger problem is well, well, first, first of all, two things. One, uh, MLS is a single entity league. This is a league thing for sure. This screams of the league saying, "Hey, clubs, you need to do this so we can make the money that we're not getting from you because you're not selling X, Y, and Z uh, seats." And we usually get that cut. So it's not you know you're not seeing freaking. Vern Funk advertise like up on the up on I the wish. display boards. You're seeing like Audi and like the big league Continental Tire, like these huge league sponsors. Yeah. You're not seeing like the Emerald Queen Casino or anything like that, right? Um, and so, first of all, that's the one thing. My my second question though is why didn't anybody tell the match ball not to wear white? Because <laughs> every time the ball goes above you know 15 feet, uh, which is a lot in the game of soccer, uh, it completely disappears. And so you're watching this beautiful sequence, like this beautiful passing sequence that leads up to the Sounders' first goal, or uh, no, sorry, the second goal where Brad Smith scores. It was something like a 26-pass sequence that leads up to his goal. Um, But the ball is missing for like three of those passes. (laughs) (laughs) Off to the realm of the wizard bird. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's actually an advertising ad revenue genius. (laughs) Yeah. Did they... uh, I feel like, you know, they bring out the, the orange soccer ball for whenever there's a, a snow on the ground during yeah. a match, yeah. um, which because MLS plays deep into the winter, uh, they have to sometimes, especially in places like Colorado, um, Utah. <laughs> They're like, they bring out the dark blue ball for the soccer match. That way it doesn't, <laughs> that way it doesn't cause any problems with the ads. Yeah. <laughs> Fry appears to not have seen that one coming at him. It's hard to understand why with the midnight blue ball. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah Yeah. that's it's it's um i read this story a while back about major league baseball about how it's kind of becoming the sport of the past and then they have to figure out how to make new revenue um, especially without fans in the stadium uh and there was some there was a line in the story that was something along the lines of like most of major league baseball's uh revenue comes from this and this and this it has nothing to do with the gameplay or the fans and i was like wait those are the two things that make a baseball game. So I feel like they're kind Welcome of Welcome back the same- to an all new season of the grass is growing. Watch us mow it. <laughs> <laughs> like literally though, they have all of those, like the, the, um, the, the field crew that come out in between innings and, and yeah. scrape and, 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 you know, rake the, the infield, those guys that start dancing. Dude, so I would watch This is that. what I'm saying. Next season, let's get Fox involved and have like a, America's nest, next great grounds crew or whatever, and it could be <laughs> yeah. like a dance battle. The Jabberwockies win. Yeah, but between <laughs> all of time. the different baseball teams. Yeah, that uh, would be awesome. Yeah, you could have like guest coaches for the week, which would be the Jabberwockies come out and yeah. show the, the Mariners no. crew. I just say, it, but. I just say that you're like the Cincinnati Reds or something like that, and you you say. We're just going to hire, we will take a crappy infield, but we're going to hire the Jabwalkies as our field crew. (laughs) (laughs) They start redirecting their money like they just got people, like some dummies playing in like, you know, uh, adult wood bat leagues just coming out to play shortstop. John Manley. (laughs) (laughs) You said what I was thinking. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Sup, dummy? <laughs> hey, can I ask you a question? You still got that bat? <laughs> anyway, oh man, that's the yeah. They're gonna have to figure out how to monetize baseball, and it's not in the game whatsoever. Yeah, and so I, that's I mean, basically, we're gonna start 
um, all of the players are going to start wearing uh, white shirts and they're going to, or dark, what is it? They can't wear white, right? They're going to start wearing white. Like all of the away teams who are wearing white are just going dis- to disappear bet- uh, beneath the Audi logo that's in the middle of the field. <laughs> Um, uh, the fact that they have a that they have a long sleeve white kit that they sell at RSL is amazing too. Like, the, don't wear the product, please. Don't, just don't. Whatever you do, please. No, please buy the product, but yeah, please but don't, don't wear it to the stadium. No, we're actually so concerned that we'll take the profit that we make off the shirts by giving you another shirt to wear over it like, <laughs> for free. They should they should just have like a when it gets warmer out they should just have like a shower station where they just spray you down with blue paint and then you can just go. <laughs> All right, go. go. <laughs> They Way more cost effective. They could just say you just blew yourself. That could be the station. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent All call. Right. Excellent this, call. Yeah, thanks. Uh, this. So we haven't talked much about the match, but holy cow, uh, what a match that was. How dare you make me talk about the match and not just make jokes about people getting, about uh, <laughs> blowing themselves. <laughs> blowing. Sorry, blowing themselves. Whoops. <laughs> Mr. Dr. Buttstuff. Um so that was um, so we've talked about kind of how uh, Brad Smith. We've talked kind of adjacently about the match. We talked about Brad Smith um, having a great game. Uh, we talked about even uh, Alex Roldan having a great game. Um, but I want to talk about guys like first of all, welcome back, Nicoladero. This team has been scary without Nicoladero playing. He makes his uh, his season debut probably after seeing the way that he was playing. Gets the start next week. Oh, cool. um, Who does he, he start for? Uh, ooh. I'm trying to remember who, who our lineup was. Yeah, maybe it might be. Oh man, I don't know about that. Um, he, I know Will Bruin's been great so far. Um, and then we talked about this in the last pod after um after the match that Ariaga had in the in the previous match. Yamar steps in, and at no point, I mean, LA was limited. Okay. LA was very limited in their shots, in their chances. Chicharito had a couple chances. I think he had one shot the whole night. This so, guy who's supposedly already in the talks for, you know, comeback player of the year or, you know, uh, MVP talk. No, like Yamar shuts it down or, or so, more likely knew who shuts it down. Okay, so there was one time that I saw what looked like a guy that was not yet up to match speed in Yamar. And it was a, uh, I can't remember who made the, a big cross over the top, and Yamar got beat on it. And it was just a 1v1 keeper versus a striker. It was not, yeah, um, it was not Chicharito in this case. And Fry was up for it, but it was, you saw that a, a center back getting flat footed. And it looked like, I was like, oh my God, we have no reliable center center back that we can play well, on. Because that I was thought. pretty early in the match. Like when and also, happened, like yeah. the guy is like, this is his first start of the, of the season. And so he doesn't have any minutes under his belt. And you're going to see this happen. His brain just hasn't switched on yet. But he's also, he's young, but he's like, he plays like someone. We talked about this last season a lot, that Yamar is young, but he plays like somebody who's much more stoic and much more measured. And you don't see any finger wagging coming out of that guy um, the I same mean, way. I mean, for one for one chance that he gave up, um, and I don't know, I haven't gone back and rewatched the match. I would want to go back and kind of watch exactly how Yamar played, how he did. But for for one kind of major mistake, we could point to three or four from the past two games that Ariaga made that led to much 
much clearer chances, right? So yeah. I would say that uh, that Yamar looked like an improvement over over Ariaga. Maybe that's just because he lined up better against LA Galaxy. Who knows? Like maybe it wasn't a um, a statement on Ariaga's performance by Brian Schmetzer by pulling him for this match. However, you're going into a Portland match where uh, uh, that team is looking a little bit weak, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I could see Yamar stepping in for that one as well because of yeah. such a strong performance that he had against LA Galaxy. Dude, I see it as you want a guy like Nuhu who is, like, activated by these types of rivalries or just, like, he's, like, meeting. Nuhu plays at the level of the people that are coming at him, it seems like. He's, like, maturing into this really competitive soccer player, which is awesome to watch. Whereas I don't think Ariaga is making that same step where he's where he's matching the level, and then you see Yamar against a team that is supposed to be able to murder us, and he didn't look disturbed by it at all. So there's just like a certain, and we don't see the day to day. We don't. We're just watching, you know, on television or in the stands like everyone else. But you see a certain amount of comfortable confidence that comes out of these guys. Seeing Nuhu getting chirpy with somebody or chippy with somebody because they're not doing their job right. I'm like, that's the guy I want out there. Ariaga making the hands up the uh, like no it wasn't me or like getting after the ref about it is the opposite of the confidence i want to see he looks shaky and breakable well and to be fair to ariaga uh, i mean in the sounders defense as a whole and i think a lot of this is chalked up to new who's just been playing as as some mls analysts are saying a best 11 season through his first three matches Woo! um the sounders defense has only given up one goal in their first three matches, and none of them were in the run of play. There was the one fluky free uh, free kick goal by Atuesta that went uh, underneath the wall that yeah. knew who should have been lying behind. Yeah, the one he called. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but which was set up by an Ariaga foul, to be fair. However, this defense has has been pretty rock solid. I mean, shaky at times, for sure. And I think the least shaky I've seen it so far against LA Galaxy. But, um, but to their credit, you know, Two shutouts in their first three. I think shutouts were something the Sounders really struggled with last season. Uh, and this new formation so far is just insane so far. How about if you're Chicharito, you have to spend all week thinking about how a guy who makes like no money <laughs> stop makes you all new money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He literally makes one new who. <laughs> you played you played in the Premier League, like at the top level, and then all of a sudden you're in MLS getting shut out by this Cameroonian player. Um <laughs> so uh Beth Mantle, who who uh works for Sounder of Heart sometimes, says uh so there's a point where Nuhu got knocked over and, and fell down, and she said she said on Twitter, uh Nuhu's fine, he just had a little pee in his pocket. <laughs> All night, man. It's amazing. It's so good. So tell me, good. About, tell me your thoughts on Kellen Rowe. That was a, it was a surprise start. Yeah. Josh Atencio shows up. He's got a quad strain. He's not going to play it for once. For once, it wasn't a freaking hamstring issue. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, he shows it was up a with quad. A, <laughs> shows up with a quad strain, and so they have to start uh, Kellen Rowe, a Seattle native, and he's back in Seattle. And what do you think? So first of all, that brings me back to your first question. Who does Nico Ladero step in for? I think it's that Atencio Kellen Roll uh Kellen Rowe position. No, 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 mine was Madranda. Who does he step in for? Oh, who does Madranda step in yeah, for? Yeah, you said I thought you said Madranda was looking like he could get a start based on his three minutes. No, Ladero based off of his first uh, I misunderstood. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so Ladero Obviously comes in for that Ladero Kellen Rowe Atencio. Yeah, 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 yeah like, I'm not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Where are you going to put Ladero when so you've Kellen got Atencio? Rowe, you you got to feel for Kellen Rowe because uh, the dude is making his first Sounders FC start. He's been in MLS for a while, but the guy is from Federal Way. He has the skyline of Seattle tattooed on the back of his arm. 
And he comes in and almost scores like seven times. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was the yeah. new who of last season <laughs> of this last match. <laughs> yeah, it was so rough. Like you're making your homecoming start. And uh, he hits a header off two posts. He has like two really great shots saved. He almost scores one from very deep that gets saved. Um, so... So I felt for Cal, he looked great out there. He's the kind of guy that, you know, we've talked about not having a, a real step-in replacement for the the powerhouse that is Nico Ladero. All of a sudden, you've got these young players. I mean, Kellen Rowe's not that young in, in soccer terms anymore, but you've got Kellen Rowe, Josh Atencio. This midfield looks strong. They're not, uh, they're not getting pulled apart like they were in, in the past when you didn't have Nico Ladero in there. So, um, and we're talking a season where we've lost Gustav Svensson. Uh, so, so this midfield already looks great. And then you're going to throw in Nico Ladero. It's, it's just scary, but having Kellen Rowe on the bench, uh, having him available to start alongside Ladero, uh, is, is watching him through one match was great. And apparently based on some sorry, some statistics, uh, Kellen Rowe had the best defensive performance of the night, uh, with tackles, with one-on-ones, uh, or duels won. Um, so Kellen Rowe playing cool. well defensively, getting some shots off, uh, I think making a case to, to be that second starter. Oh, that's, that's awesome. I, I feel like sadly I equate him to the Harry ship role where like when someone's out, he's going to be awesome to step up, but he just doesn't have a spot in the starting 11. He'll be in the 18 all the time. And maybe for stretches, we'll see him out there when someone's hurt, when a Ladero can't play, he'll play for five, six matches or something like that. But then they also got competition with Atencio and, that's a. This team has turned out to have a lot better early depth than I anticipated, and part of that is because they're not playing five matches in four days or whatever it is that we'll talk about with Portland here in a minute. Well, I think a part of it is not um, nobody expected the production that we're getting out of Atencio. Uh, I don't know if anybody could have predicted the uh, performance of Kellen Rowe, albeit through one game. Um, I I think that we lost a lot of key players, and nobody. I mean this. Uh, formation shift that Brian Schmetzer and his team, uh, his staff have put together is answering for a lot of those questions where all of a sudden like this, this with three center backs with two out wingers, like uh, you're starting to question like, who do we start? Because you have all of, like Kellen Rowe, Josh Atencio, Nicola. I mean, obviously start Nicola Darrow, but like will Bruin, uh, Rui Diaz, Montero, like you have this deep bench, you know, Madronda's on for five minutes and gets an assist uh, to the second Rui Diaz goal. Like this team that nobody thought was going to have depth is all of a sudden number one on everybody's power rankings. Uh, so cool. it's kind of amazing to see this team sitting at the top of I mean, the supporter shield standings, the Western Conference, uh, for sure. Uh, and I mean, yeah, three seasons in, I'm getting a little excited, maybe a little bit ahead of ourselves, but three, ma- three matches in, not se- the, seasons. Sorry, three, <laughs> three matches in, getting a little excited. I mean, I'm so excited. I can't even like speak properly. Also, this uh, is season four of this show. So, okay. <laughs> who cares? Who cares about that? <laughs> who cares about that? Is the small detail. I, uh, I do have to complain about something, and it's a two part complaint that I have for FS1. Um, they can get bent because FS1 has shifted the the day and start time of the match. I was I have tickets for for this uh, for two weekends from now uh, when the Sounders return home 
They're supposed to play on a Saturday when I can easily attend. And no, oh it's at the end of the month, I guess. They've moved it to a Sunday at 6:45, and I'm like, ah, as a morning host, I can't do that. I can't make it <laughs> a out guy there. That, a guy that lives in Snohomish and has to be up at like four in the morning. Yeah, But then the other thing that you know, I don't think you see it in other leagues or whatever. It's the it's the mid match coach interview. Just like 30 minutes in, they're like, hey, let's get down to the sidelines and bug that guy. What's going on? What are you What are you getting out of that as a broadcast? Like, what are the fans getting? It's like, uh, oh, sorry, Brian Spencer. What do you see through that first half? How are you feeling? I feel good. The players are playing. We want to score more goals than the other team. Uh, oh, cool. And what did you think about that formation? Yes, we did that formation. All right, thanks, <laughs> hey, Brian. Hey, Brian, it's Stu. Like, yeah. hi, Stu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hi, Stu. Good. We we talk literally before the match. Okay. Yeah, it's it's like talking to these coaches mid-match while they're trying to watch the match so they can know what's going on, so they can know the subs that they need to make, if any, so they can be alert to just what's yeah. happening on the field, which is the, the, the thing that they work all day, every day to yeah. ensure goes right. Uh, asking them to do that is like asking me to talk to you and have a deep conversation with you while I'm playing Xbox. Like Brandon's wife. (laughs) No, I mean, I'll go play, I'll go play FIFA with my buddy Bryce. And, uh, my, my friend Bryce like is loves to talk and I love to talk to him, but if we're playing FIFA and he's asking me like, Oh, how's work? How are things going? I'm like, yes, good. Uh, uh huh. Yeah. Great. Like I can't, I just can't focus on two things at once. And then, and that's just playing Xbox. What is Brian Spencer who's coaching his team supposed to say to you? We now go live to Christian. Hold on. Oh, the pass is coming right to him. Oh, he has botched it. What a terrible. Yeah. Christian, how's the match going? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, you would not- they, they did that during like the all-star game. And it's pretty fun because it's like, who cares? There's no right? stakes. Like, it's a, yeah, exactly. You've got like mic'd up uh, Josie Altador playing and he's just kind of running around talking or, or Brad Guzan. Who cares? Right? <laughs> like these yeah. guys can just sit and chat uh, because it does not matter if a goal goes in and the coach isn't, isn't watching and making decisions based off of it. All right, that brings us to the most important player for Seattle. It's the new who's teriyaki man of the match. <laughs> Your new who's teriyaki man of the match, in my opinion, is Brad Bradsmith. New who's teriyaki. Spicy chicken for sure. Let's try meat, let's try rice. Let's do it. Oh, my God. It's, it is the best. That is the best thing I've ever, like, talk about uh, in-game interviews. That's, I just want to, like, in-game, let's go to new who. What's he thinking about? Extra meat, extra rice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, props to our buddy Brian for being able to be down there on the sideline with a beautiful camera getting this awesome footage after matches and just ca- <laughs> capturing moments like this. Post-match, post-match New Who is like talking about teriyaki and kicking beers into the stands. Like that is <laughs> like post-match New Who is legendary. Pre-match and during-match New Who is great. Post-match New Who is just nice. <laughs> Does New Who seem like the type of guy that's hard to wake up from a nap? Oh, he seems like, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I remember when we were working with S2, the uh, the Sounders' second team in the the USL squad that's now called Tacoma Defiance, when we were both working with him in some capacity, I remember talking to a few of the players, some Italian-named guy from Canada, and he was like, he was just bummed that he had to talk to us because he needed to get to the pool <laughs> to go sit poolside. And I was like, what? To be How fair, are you that Italian-named guy from Canada is like, meant to be by the bull he's now i think he's like a model slash actor 
um, in yeah, Toronto. He, like he was like the best looking, looking person on the field for sure. But like yeah. everyone, they, these kids couldn't wait to just go be laying by the pool and not be bothered or whatever. And I guess they're supposed to take it easy and not get hurt. And you got to think about your, uh, you got to think about your Xbox game later on, and in case someone interrupts uh, then there's, you. So and, I used to have to go down uh, to the apartment in in which they all lived and pick them up and take them to different appearances and, and stuff like that around town. Um, there was one player who I won't name, even though he can't get in trouble now, but I would always like meet him at the appearances. Cause he would ride his little scooter to them. Like his like motorized, like <laughs> moped that looked like he built himself to these things. And he, and every time I'd meet him, he'd be like, please don't tell Ezra about this. Ezra Hendrickson head coach at the time. He's like, don't tell Ezra about this. <laughs> No problem. <laughs> Mr. Brandon was all serious, though. Mr. Mr. Dr. Brandon was was very serious about his job back then, though. Real PR specialist, let me tell you. How, how far we've come with this podcast, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, I look at, I, uh, back then, I looked at somebody throwing hot dogs through the window of the press box in horror. Now I look in, in absolute joy. <laughs> Uh, so I, I relive that. So what he's talking about is uh, we did three matches calling it, my buddy John and I, for um, for S2, and we got to do be in the booth and call it, and they wanted a stunt for that, right? And so we kind of leaned into it. Uh, my buddy Ross Fletcher was like, you need to lean into this more. Stop trying so hard. And we're like, okay. And so the S2 was badly losing, and it was fan appreciation night, and they were tossing hot dogs to people for free. And we were like, we opened the window. We're like, hey, the hot dog guy! And, you know, we're getting the attention of the – 17 people in front of us and everyone's giggling or whatever and he throws us a couple hot dogs and we catch up and then they actually activate the in-studio camera and show us eating hot dogs while calling a game which is amazing right <laughs> um a nightmare for anybody who takes sports professionally say like the usl who i'm sure personally hate me uh i think the sounders probably actually kind of hate me for it too but the, but you look back on it now and it was like this really human livable moment that made it fun to participate in and it wasn't so uptight and up its own I feel like we need to put uh, together, sometimes I think about this, like an oral history of S2 because it was weird, man. Like yeah. working for it was weird. I mean, I love working. For, I love loved working for them. I still do some game day stuff for the, yeah. for the Sounders. So like, I mean, it's an experience I wouldn't trade for anything, but there were so many weird things about it that I would love to talk to you about off offline sometime because <laughs> because it was the weirdest and it was so fun and it was so weird. I can't stop saying weird because of how weird it was. That was your first job out of college, right? Uh, yeah, technically. It's my first big boy job, yeah. Yeah, and so, like, what a cool way to jump in. And, and like, no one's still left there except for, like, Siasio or whatever. He's, like, the only person that, and Brian. And and Bass, those, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. just a couple people that still work there from the from the way back like that. But that's, yeah, yeah horrified. These people were horrified by our behavior. Hey, <laughs> uh, so speaking of uh, Brad Bradsmith, which we're not currently speaking about, but he was our player of the match. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> he came through us, too. Uh, he did not come through us, too. <laughs> Uh, uh, so Brad Bradsmith is is now has two goals in two games for the cool. Sounders. Yeah. Um, he is, is he our Golden Clog leader? Uh, he well, <laughs> well. So that's my question. Is like I'm trying to think of something Australian. Uh, the the somebody uh, somebody posed something, or they were wondering what it was, and I was like, is it the Golden Blundstone, which is like a, a, a brand of boot that is known like well known in Australia? Is it the Golden the Golden Pouch, <laughs> the yeah, Golden yeah. the Golden Rue? Uh, so if you have some ideas about like Australian stereotypes made golden for soccer yeah. goals, then go ahead and let us know. <laughs> the golden Dundee. <laughs> the golden machete. Yeah. I don't know. Wait, what's the, what's the guy that played? What's the guy that, uh, Paul Hogan. Is that his name? The Golden yeah. Hogan. The Golden Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait. And then, um, and then like the, 
I don't know how to say this gently, but the white trash people of Australia are called bogans, so yeah, it could yeah, be the yeah. golden bogan also. I like the, the hogan though. The golden because... bogan hogan. The go- <laughs> All right, it's settled. Yeah. We we've got it. Yeah, don't send in your suggestions. Except you're done. <laughs> we just needed we just needed a second to think about it. the golden bogan the golden bogan hogan. <laughs> See, you just got to work it out. We just had to work it out. Um, okay, so I guess we should take a look into the actual match that's happening. The Timbers are uh, welcoming Seattle Sounders FC. It was just announced yesterday. We're recording on a Wednesday. It was just announced yesterday on Star Wars Day that. Oregon will take everybody from their extreme risk category, which is like phase one in Washington, to the high risk, which allows people to be in attendance for soccer matches. It was supposed to be an empty stadium, save for 100 spectators that are like associated with the teams. But now instead there will be 7,000 fans in the stands, so like an FC Frisco match or any Texas team that plays. Austin probably is doing all right, but uh, the average MLS attendance will be what the <laughs> what they're playing for in Fartland on uh, Sunday afternoon at noon. Looking forward to it. It should be fun to see these clubs go head-to-head, specifically with the Sounders. So hot and the fartlands so not so garbage garbage uh the timbers are playing something i think i don't know what game during this stretch the sounders matches but the timbers are playing five matches in 15 days um which is ridiculous and the sounders have gone through stretches like that when they're playing in the in the mm-hmm. cup of Concacaf cup but they're playing a match uh tonight it's wednesday uh, cinco de mayo right now uh they're playing uh, a wednesday night match it's a crucial like must win match against club america uh in the cup of Concacaf cup they are mm-hmm. in mexico playing at altitude that's a long long trip uh to to go to play at um what's the stadium uh stadio azteca, azteca yeah um, so they are going to, I mean, expect a very well rotated squad against the Sounders. Uh, Timbers, I think are trying to prioritize the cup of CONCACAF cup, the, the same way that Garth Lagerway always says that when we're playing in it, that, that the Sounders are trying to prioritize it. Um, but I mean, this is an already weekend, uh, Timbers side. So they're big players. Like, uh, I mean, Valeri's fine. He's playing, but he's playing a lot of minutes right now. Uh, they're playing without Sebastian Blanco. Who's, who's been scoring a lot against the Sounders in recent years. He has a torn ACL. They're playing without their new DP who has a torn ACL, uh, ACL in Oof. Portland is hamstring to Seattle. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then Jeremy, oh. uh, who is, who is another guy on their team who, who, would usually step in to be that kind of danger man. He has only played 15 minutes this season. So you know that they're not going to be putting him out for these like huge stretches of matches. So they're, they are, uh, it, I mean, I don't want to jinx it because anything can happen in a rivalry match, but it's looking like it might go the Sounders way. Abobasi was one of the guys that was playing on P2, Portland Timbers 2, back when we were doing S2. So he's come, I think that was right. He, he's come through really nicely yeah um i'm looking here they played on the 28th the first tonight on the 9th and the 15th and before that they played on april 24th so it's four days three days um four days four days yeah they're playing every four days right now which is bonkers to be able to keep that type of schedule up and have all those injuries so uh i would like to see a more full strength Fartland because it's more exciting to watch a match like that, but there'll be some guys that get up for it because it's a, a rivalry match like that. But in MLS, every every uh, every episode is a rivalry match. So let's they kept go. talking like during the. Um, so this is what's so funny during the the Sounders Galaxy match. 
Uh, so they preview the entire thing with basically a short documentary about Chicharito's first two games this season. Uh, and then as soon as the Sounders score twice and Chicharito is looking like hot garbage, hot garbage, they start talking about and LA Galaxy's next game against LAFC instead of talking about how good the Sounders are doing. Yeah, they really pivoted big time on oh, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was it was just like so clear that they were like, and we know that we have so many, uh, especially Spanish-speaking uh, uh, audience members watching because of Chicharito. Uh, and so we're going to talk about his his next match <laughs> against LASC, where Carlos Vela might be playing. So you have these two like big Mexican players going up against each other. The first time that they played each other since 2013 in the, in the something, 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 something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is which is crazy in the in uh, like the real Champions League, not the Cup of Concacaf Cup. <laughs> I love like first of all the Twitter handle for uh for the Cup of Concacaf Cup is at the Champions, which I'm like, come on, <laughs> you no, please give that to somebody else. <laughs> I'd give it to Heineken for writing that song, yeah. the Champions. <laughs> All right, so the match is at Providence Park. Again, there will be limited attendance, but still people there, which gives it some atmosphere, which I actually look forward to because I'd rather have some people there banging away and having fun to bring up the intensity of this. No, 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 not that type of banging away. No, 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 like on drums and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn it, Brandon. You and your girth and your banging and (laughs) everything else. Mr. Dr. Wiggly Butt Stuff. Uh, it's a noon o'clock game, if I'm not mistaken, on Sunday. Sounders on the road. There, it always used to be the other Chara brother that you'd have to look out for in this rivalry, but now another one has stepped up, old Yimmy. Yeah. So uh, speak. I, I I think Diego Chara is still playing. Mm-hmm. So I think both of those guys are on the team. Yeah. Uh, you'll have two sets of brothers playing against each other. Oh, the rolled ons uh, versus the, rolled, the Charas. The ons versus the Charas. And they've they've talked about this before. It's not the first time that all four will be on the same field together. But um, in light of everything I'm talking about with all of these players who are injured uh, or potentially injured and likely not to play, uh, Diego Valeri is always a guy to look out for. He's kind of their Nico Ladero. He's their engine. He's he's um, club legend for them. But Yimmy Chara, who is a guy that they signed a couple of years ago, he's one of the fastest players in the league. Uh, that said, if he's playing tonight in Mexico, uh, he could have really heavy league uh, legs. Really heavy. Ha- oh my God. Really heavy legs going into this match against the Sounders. I'm sure that they will be thinking about that as they, as the score, as the night progresses and knowing that they have that and i just can't can't imagine them prioritizing mls season right now at this point over champions league There's i mean so if much you more. go i i don't know what they i think they're one one on aggregate right now yeah, that's um, correct going into uh so club america has an away goal um and they're going into this match at uh in mexico where club america is the home team that's a huge trip that's a huge trip for the timbers and um and I think that if, you know, if Club America gets a goal or if they get two goals, uh, you got to start to think that the Timbers say, all right, we're going to start resting some guys because we're not pulling this one back. And I mean, that's altitude. I don't know if a lot of people don't know that, like, or don't realize that uh, Azteca is, um, I think, higher than Denver. So that's 8,000 uh, feet. Yeah, it's 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 way up there. It's and- like. Denver, it's 1.5 Denver's. Yeah, and it's and it and it's really far south. I don't think people realize how far south uh, Mexico City is. So you've got you've got a long trip to a very high place, uh, and and if they go down a goal, if they go down two goals, um, I think you're going to start to see them play the kids. 
Take a look into your crystal Pepsi ball. The swirling effervescence will tell you a score for this weekend's match. Sunday at noon, Sounders travel down to Fartland for the Fartland Timbers FC. Brandon. I'm saying 3 nothing. I'm saying 3, yeah. three nothing Seattle. Uh, I'm not usually so bold, but after, after looking at the, this team and the makeup of their team and everything that they're going through right now, um, I think that the Sounders are going to get two goals from Rui Diaz and a goal from Brad Bradsmith. Just, right. just run it back. I'll go different. I'll say that the Sounders are going to give one up, surprisingly, but it'll be 4-1 Sounders. Big scoring. We're going to get big that's, scoring. That's big. Yeah. All right. Well, in so, case so you... wait, if it goes like it did last week, the Sounders will win 7 to nothing. <laughs> in case this podcast was too long and you didn't listen, it's too long, didn't listen. <laughs> too long, didn't listen. The Golden Boganogan. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even, like, oh, no, really, I can't even, it's just so fun to say. Have you said it yet? <laughs> oh, I'll get there. Don't you worry. <laughs> Everybody, you need to say it to yourself yeah, just... right now. Out loud, <laughs> in your headphones. I don't care if you're sitting on a bus uh, or you're like, you're like in class. I don't know what you're doing, but oh, please say Golden it out Bogan loud. Hogan. Golden Bogan Hogan. <laughs> you say it well. It's good, too. <laughs> uh, too long, didn't listen. Old low crotch Brandon over here. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Too long didn't listen. Is it time for the midnight blue balls? <laughs> Stefan Fry says no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, too long didn't listen. Seattle Sounders FC, top of the West, top of your mom. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs>